Support for Let's Fix Work comes from Greenhouse Software. Join us for Greenhouse Open 2019, a forum for recruiting and business professionals to come together to dive deeper into the transformative impact of great hiring. For more information, go to greenhouseopen.com. Work is broken, and so is the way you think about it. Host Lori Rudiman is picking up the pieces so you can take control of your career, put yourself first, and be your own HR. With the Let's Fix Work podcast, here's Lori. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Let's Fix Work. I'm Lori Rudiman. A few weeks ago, I was scrolling through Instagram because that's what I do. It's like my full-time job. Anyway, I'm scrolling through Instagram. I'm looking at dog videos, kitten videos. It's kitten season, by the way. And an ad comes up, get an HR manager for $99 a month. I really hate how Instagram is always spying on me. That's another show for another day, but an HR manager for $99, even if it's a lie or a gross misstatement, even if it's $999 a month, that's only 12 grand a year. When I worked in human resources, I made 10 times that literally. And that was with a bonus, stock options, PTO, health insurance that had a low deductible and no co-pays, great pharmaceutical benefits, employee retirement contributions, and a wellness plan. My employer also paid for my cell phone, my internet connection at home, and all of my travel as the cost of doing business. It's crazy to me how in less than a decade, HR has gone from a job to something that's commoditized, priced like pork belly or a corn future on the Chicago Stock Exchange. And that's what I want to talk about today. When we talk about the future of work, we often talk about digitization and automation. And sometimes we say nice things and sometimes we call it a job killer. But for the most part, a lot of these trends are negative. And from retail to healthcare to hospitality, algorithms and machines that can do certain jobs are doing them and they're doing them better than humans. But I think when we talk about the future of work, we're jumping ahead. We don't get to digitization and automation without first having an honest discussion about how jobs are commodities. We have stripped the humanness from most jobs out there. And we look at jobs as an object that can be bought and sold on the free market. What's worse is that we're not having an honest conversation about it. In human resources, we tell people that humans come first. And that's a lie. That's wrong. From transportation to real estate, now to human resources, it goes like this. We look at the job, we look at the tasks, and then it's about people. Again, we are not honest as a field within human resources, as recruiters. If a company can commoditize and outsource your job and remove the financial and emotional burden of being responsible for your overall experience, they would. Lauren Weber, a journalist at the Wall Street Journal, once wrote that the era of employees is over. And I think that's understated. From the people who clean the toilets at Target to the people who answer your customer complaints when you're mad at your credit card or the individuals who deal with your taxes or answer your legal questions, all of those individuals and jobs have been outsourced to behemoth professional employer firms and staffing organizations. And those companies are themselves compensated to keep productivity high, labor costs low, and to fill holes on schedules. I hate to say it, but the future of work has nothing to do with humans and has everything to do with worker metrics. If you go to any recruiting or human resources conference or just look online at any blog or any legitimate Twitter feed, everybody is talking about how we're entering into an era of creativity and collaboration and oh boy, we love technology, but we're really entering into an era of commodified work. 
People who were once full-time employees are now contractors, and they're being asked to do work that falls just under the legal threshold of employee status. They are living a second-class experience, and we're not being honest about it. Everything from training and development to safety and security are treated as an extension of a contract that's signed by procurement. I know you think I'm talking to someone else or talking about somebody else's job. I'm talking to you. The commoditization of work is real, and it's not just for people at Uber and Postmates. I was just talking to a dietitian at my hair salon, and she's got multiple degrees. She once made over six figures, but now she works for a nameless, faceless healthcare staffing company. And just recently, she was placed in a hospital to help diabetic patients manage their food and exercise programs, but she's not allowed to attend any team meetings because she's a contractor. She has no connection to the mission, vision, or values of the hospital and really no connection to the patients. She's there for the transaction. She's a contractor doing the work. But you know where her heart is? It's on Indeed. It's on Glassdoor. She's looking for a full-time job where she can feel connected. My own father worked in telecom, and that's an industry where everybody who could be converted to a contractor has already been converted. They're doing the same job for less money, a reduced benefit package, no retirement matching, and fewer career opportunities. This is work, but is this the future of work we've been promising people? I'm just back from a conference where Richard Branson was a keynoter, and you know, he likes to inspire everybody and talk about culture. But before Virgin America was sold to Alaska Airlines, Virgin America CFO Peter Hunt bragged about the company's use of outsourcing as a way to keep costs low and to avoid complexity. According to Lauren Weber in the Wall Street Journal, no one in the airline industry comes close to Virgin America on a measurement of efficiency called revenue per employee. Now, I'm going to break in with my own comment. That's because there were no employees at Virgin America. Workers who were responsible for baggage delivery, heavy maintenance, reservations, catering, and a ton of other jobs, they weren't employees, they were contractors. Lauren Weber also quoted David Cush, the former CEO of Virgin America, as saying, we will outsource every job that we can that is not customer-facing. And it seemed like that plan worked because Virgin was sold for $2.6 billion, more than double its value in late 2014. And that brings me back to my sad, sad HR manager ad for $99 on Instagram. That poor HR manager who's being sourced out for 99 bucks a month, God, my heart bleeds for that person. We talk about employee experience and culture, but what we're really talking about are elite programs for a shrinking pool of workers. Employee experience and culture are great for full-time employees, but you can't legally talk about these things for the rest of the workforce because companies don't want to be joint employers. That's why they hire freelancers, contractors, temps, consultants, and task workers or managed service providers in the first place. I think HR has a choice and an opportunity here. If you're going to get forced into the gig economy, which is already happening to many HR professionals who do task work, but also strategic jobs like organizational design, elite executive comp and coaching, the first thing you need to do is get schooled on why this is happening. I'm not asking you to get your MBA or be an economist, but HR professionals and HR departments need to pay attention to the changes in late stage capitalism that are happening right on your watch. Once you know, you got to do something about it. 
The next thing you can do is start working with your legal department to understand how you can protect and develop workers of all stripes, contractors, freelancers, and even full-time employees. Now, if a contractor has a sexual harassment claim, she's charged with telling her employer and not you as a part of the local HR team. How is that fair? You can do better by that contractor. You know, if a consultant works for you, there's another piece of this. You ought to be invested in her professional development. So it goes both ways. You need to work with legal to figure out how to work with the whole workforce and not just FTEs. Finally, you need to get political. Listen, no one knows more than me how much HR and recruiters hate being political. And I know you hate unions, but there are freelancer unions and professional associations like Ipsy who put out a ton of good information. They're not only fighting the fight for healthcare and retirement reform, they're just trying to make the workforce a little bit better. So learn about it. You don't have to support it, but you have to get smarter about it. And I'm going to have some links in the show notes. It is my dream that HR professionals get involved and stop talking about the employee experience and start thinking about the whole talent pool. That's because right now we have a stratified society where some people are FTEs and everybody is everything else. It's unfair, it's myopic, and it's the opposite of inclusive. And the next time someone complains about their second-class status as a contractor who's billed out for $99 a month and doesn't have health insurance or safety protections, that person might be you. Hey everybody, Lori Rudiman here. You know I like a good conference that focuses on HR professionals and talent professionals as members of a community. That's why I'm excited to tell you about Greenhouse Software's conference called Greenhouse Open 2019. It's a forum for recruiting and business professionals to come together to dive deeper into the transformative impact of great hiring. This year, Greenhouse is celebrating the talent makers, people like you, who have figured out how great hiring drives business growth. There will be panels, there will be case studies, and sessions that are interactive with workshops that will offer new perspectives and hands-on experience on the most important talent topics. I am so excited. I'm going to be there leading a panel. And to learn more about Greenhouse Open and to register, visit greenhouseopen.com and enter Fix Work for 25% off your ticket. That's greenhouseopen.com and enter Fix Work for 25% off your ticket. One more time, greenhouseopen.com with the code FIXWORK. Let's Fix Work is produced by Emerald City Productions and Danny Osmond. He makes the show sound fantastic. If you like what you heard, didn't like what you heard, have ideas, suggestions, feedback, comments, give it all to me at hello at letsfixwork.com. I also want to give a shout out to Greenhouse Software. They are the sponsors this month, and I'm excited to participate in their upcoming conference. You can head on over to greenhouseopen.com and use FixWork, the code FixWork, for 25% off the conference. I hope to see you there. Now that's all for this week's show, and I hope you enjoyed it. We'll see you next time on Let's Fix Work. All executives need to be podcasting. Podcasts are the number one way for executives to create an authentic and trusting relationship with employees and potential customers. That's why my producer, Danny Osment, just did a three-part series on why executives should be podcasting. Want to give your company a brand or a face? Want to connect with current or future employees? Are you interested in pivoting out of your current position and into a new career or personal brand? Well, if you're an executive who is podcast curious, head on over to dannyosmond.com forward slash executives and learn how a podcast builds credibility, how podcasting gives you a leg up against the competition, and how a podcast can power a speaking career and help you write a book. 
Don't worry about finding the time to listen. Each episode is less than 10 minutes, and Danny has put all three episodes in one place. Head on over to dannyosmond.com forward slash executives to listen and find more resources. That's dannyosmond.com forward slash executives. If you're ready to make a real change in your workplace, start today by number one, subscribing to Let's Fix Work on the Apple Podcasts app or iTunes or Stitcher or Android or wherever you listen. Number two, write a five-star rating and review. And number three, share it with a friend, colleague, or coworker who you think would enjoy our episodes.